You're listening to Creatives Making Money, the podcast for creatives who are on a mission to do the work they feel most called to do and make some money while they do it. This is a show for the makers, the dreamers, the doers, the creators, the artists, the crazy ones, and the ones who are determined to consciously build the life and career of their dreams. Here, we don't just believe in getting your dream job, we believe in creating it. So what does creative success even look like? How do we live a fully expressed, abundant AF life? That's precisely what we're here to find out. My mission with Creatives Making Money is to conduct 100 interviews with successful creatives and those who love and support them about money, career, and the process of making and doing what they most love, including all of the ups, downs, and in-betweens. I'm your host, Jamie Jensen, writer, storyteller, filmmaker, serial entrepreneur, and shameless creator. No matter where you are in your creative and financial journey, I'm here to help you create like you mean it. Hello and welcome to Creatives Making Money. I'm your host, Jamie Jensen, and today we're going to talk about six ways that you can add six figures to your bottom line. Now, I really created this episode with a specific person in mind, and that specific person is the creative service provider who's making a decent amount of money every month, paying the bills, covering expenses, uh, not doing any other side hustles or nine to fives in addition to their main service that they're providing, freelancing, that sort of thing, um, and is ready to really level up in terms of their revenue and grow. That being said, really anyone who is doing an online-based business of any kind can benefit from a decent amount of what I'm going to be sharing today. I think that there will still be value for you if you continue to listen to this episode, even if you have more of a product-based business or a different type of creative business. Um, There's something here for you, that much I can promise you. Now, where this is coming from in terms of what I'm about to share today really is uh, my background, right? So I started with a copywriting business in 2013. So it's been seven years at this point since I started my first business, hung my first shingle online. And at the time, I had a master's degree in film producing, I had an undergraduate degree in storytelling, and I was bartending to pay the bills and writing scripts and making movies by day. And it was cool. Um, But what was funny for me was that I was actually bartending with people who were graphic designers and um, other types of creative service providers and freelancers and artists. And I was like, well, that's not fair that they're making money all day and coming to make money at night. I know there's got to be a way that I can add revenue to what I'm doing and just monetize more of my skill set. Fast forward another maybe year and I was. And not only that, but I ended up building, uh, my business started making $10,000 a month really quickly, like within a couple months of going full time. And then I scaled into an agency and I just kept growing. Um, I grew 50% year over year, um, eventually shut down the agency and decided to test different ways of continuing to hold on to the revenue that I had grown and built, but, but doing so in different ways. So at this point, I have 
created six figures of additional revenue in an online-based remote business in a multitude of ways. And so what I want to share today is the ways that you can do it, the ways that I've done it, and just some takeaway sort of tips and things to consider if this is something that you have in mind that you want to do. If you want to add six figures to your revenue in 2021, it's more than possible, and I want to help you do that. So for me, that meant from like, My first year full-time as a copywriter, I think I pulled in 80K, and my business revenue average is closer to um, between, you know, since then, in the past like five years, closer to 300,000 a year. So if you want that, (laughs) that's something you're thinking about wanting, um, I can help you. So let's get started. So Some of these might seem really obvious, and so what I want to do is give them to you and then point out the roadblocks that I typically see people bump up against because I do work work with clients um, on this stuff. Like I have been doing business strategy with a good amount of clients uh, who want to pivot or grow or try something different, and so a lot of these have shown up with clients, and you know I've helped clients with this in addition to doing it for myself. So some of the lessons I'm going to be sharing aren't just personal. They're you know what I've seen from working with lots of other creatives online. The first, the first, the six ways that you can add six figures to your revenue, the first feels really obvious and is like the thing you do, but we don't often think through all of the steps (laughs) of like what it takes, what it requires um, internally and externally. And the first way is to just raise your damn prices. (laughs) Like, oh, well, if I just charge more money, then I'll make more money, right? Like, that's just simple math. Now, what I want to point out about this is when you are doing work with clients and you are working with them one-on-one and privately, um, there are systems, there are uh, best practices, there are ways to raise your prices, um, and there's a lot of sort of challenge around doing that in a few different ways. One challenge that I see consistently showing up, of course, is like the mindset around it. So am I really worth raising my prices? Can I convince people of my value if I raise my prices? If I double my prices? If I triple my prices? What will people think? Will they pay that? There's a very strong belief that comes up around like, well, no one's going to pay that money. No one's going to pay that. People aren't paying for the service you're providing. They're paying for the result you're delivering by the service you're providing. And so whenever we are in a process of raising our prices or considering raising our prices as an option to add revenue to our business, we want to be thinking about what we are putting out there in terms of value added. It's not just about dollars in the bank. It's also about long-term value. And I'll give you an example. So I recently have been working on a launch with a client Um Some of what we've been doing together is strategy. Some of what we've been doing together is I'm writing content for her launch. And before her card even opened, like it was day one of card open and she sends me a message. She's a delight. Sends me a message where she's cheersing with like some non-alcoholic champagne and a champagne flute. And she says, we're card open day one and we've already hit six figures. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your help. This is amazing. And I was like, this is cool because they're still selling in this launch for another two weeks. Um, now here's the deal. Having that and knowing that, like I could charge differently. I could say, well, you know, if my clients are making multiple six figures in a launch or more, what is the value add that I'm providing 
in that capacity, what also, right? So it's like, what's the result being delivered? And what time am I taking? Like what time, stress, energy, am I like giving back to them, taking off of their hands? There's a lot of different ways that you identify the value you deliver to someone. Usually we're looking at time, energy, and money. And so you want to ask yourself, you know, what are those quantifiable things that I can point to that that demonstrate the value that I'm delivering? So just a great exercise to sort of put yourself through if you're considering raising your prices, which is definitely a great way to add revenue to your bottom line. The other thing that comes up with raising prices that a lot of people don't consider or they get frustrated about is it's a process. It's not like I'm going to raise my prices for 2021 and then, you know, immediately there's this rush of new business and you add all this revenue. That's not what happens. What happens is there's a gradual transition process where some people are still there at your old prices, some projects haven't happened yet but you booked them at old prices. You know, things just sort of start to flip-flop around and, and overlap and it typically takes about 6 months to really see the impact and that's after you've done all of this foundational and structural work on like like how to properly raise your prices to ensure success. So that's just something to keep in mind as you're moving towards raising prices or considering that as an option, if that's the step you want to take to add revenue to your business. Um, those are just two things to consider, you know, setting your expectations, setting your foundations correctly, and remembering that, you know, when you are having those conversations and really positioning your work and value to be considering those quantifiable ways that you are adding and creating value for your clients, customers, etc. This also goes for like raising the price of a product. You know, it's how are you communicating that price raise to your audience, to your community, to your mailing list, to your customer base? Like, how are you communicating that to them? Are you communicating that to them with like a too bad the price is going up? Or are you expressing that you want to add more value, that, you know, maybe costs have gone up and you want to continue to provide products at the at the same value that you were providing them before, you know, what are those, what went into this decision-making process that made it a good choice, not just for you, but for them, right? So always be thinking about that because you are in business to deliver value. That's what you're doing. Another fun option is to add an additional revenue stream so if you only have, you know, one service or maybe you are a service-based business owner, however, you have a multitude of ways that you work with people, different packages and structures and offers and services, et cetera, um, another option for you is to consider adding an additional revenue stream. Now, I'm a lot of fun because <laughs> as a highly creative person, I created multiple revenue streams in my first year in business, but I did not properly monetize them for like until probably three years in. And so I can tell you what to do, what not to do, all of that. Um, and maybe I will make this entire, <laughs> maybe I will make this entire topic a series because I have so much to say about this. But um, there are a few different ways you can add an additional revenue stream to your business. And if you are an online uh, remote location independent service provider, some of the additional revenue streams you might consider are courses, right? Online courses where you can pre-record, turn them evergreen, you know, basically take some of what you do with clients in your one-on-one -on -one work and put it into a system where you are allowing them to either uh, do it for themselves or do it with you, depending on how you want to structure that, right? So when we are thinking about different business models in terms of online, there's the service you provide to someone, which is done for you if you're a done-for-you service provider. 
you might also already do a done with you offer in terms of the service you deliver. And if you give them a course, you're basically giving them the DIY version. Like, here's how I can teach you to do this for yourself. Like, I'm not going to fish for you, but I'm going to teach you how to fish. And that is highly valuable. In some cases, I would argue that that's even more valuable than the done for you because you're expanding a skill set for them that they can then have for the lifetime of their business that helps them make different strategic decisions. It helps them show up as a leader differently. Um, yeah. And so even if let's say your business is like, let's say you work with, uh, women in the health space and you work with them on their nutrition or their mindset, um, just as an example, right? Let's say that's what you do. You can create a course that would basically give them all of that framework and structure of what you would are doing the work that you're doing with clients privately, but in a way that allows them to do that work with themselves on their own, you know? So that's, that's one way. Um, you know, for those of us who are doing creative services, we can teach people how to do that for themselves. Some people will want to, some people won't want to. However, there is a market that, that, that you can meet that is ready for that. So adding in a revenue stream is a great option. So option one for a revenue stream, build a course. Um, another option is if you don't have a super, super high ticket option to work with you or in an intensified, you know, intensive way of working with you, you can actually create a separate revenue stream. That's a different type of service that solves a different problem, but a related problem to your original service that allows people to work with you, use your expertise, use your knowledge, get the support, get the value, but it's a totally different revenue stream, solves a different problem, looks different. You can create another type of program that is more high touch than a course. So that's another option. You want if you want to have like a group done with you option, that is another way to go. So for example, let's say you're a graphic designer, let's say you build websites, how people design and build websites. You do that for them. You can also create a program where you teach them how to do it, but you also help them with it. And maybe there's even a certain amount of hours you put in that's included in that price point that's wildly different than how you would work with someone if you were building a website from scratch, but gives gives your customers, your clients a different option where they can then be empowered to, let's say, make changes on their website going forward. Like maybe they want to get their hands dirty and get in there and know what they're doing and not feel like they're going to break their website every time they log in. So there's room to find that messaging, that value add, you know, in creating an additional revenue stream where you're meeting, you're meeting people where they are. So I guarantee you, Whatever marketing you're doing right now, there is money you're leaving on the table because there are people who aren't ready to do the one thing you offer with you, but will do options, you know, two, three, four, or five. So you always want to be considering what are those other options and that are available to you because that's going to be one of the easiest ways for you to pull that revenue out. Um And another great thing, you know, if you're not a member of any subscription-based membership based online, that's another alternative. You know, you can create something that isn't necessarily as um, outcome-driven as a done, as a DIY or DWI uh, revenue stream option, but still provides content, still provides teaching, provides community. There are tons of membership options and there are a lot of low-touch subscription offers that you can put together. 
So I believe it was my second or third year in business, I created something called the Sizzle Society. And essentially what it was, was it was $97 a month and I delivered a copywriting template once a month to people. So I think I ran that program for a year and I had subscribers and they paid me $97 a month and every month I would lo- I would release a new template for them. So they would get like, well, this is for your sales page for your course and this is for if you're writing an email sequence to launch your course for the first time and this is an email sequence template if you're running a flash sale and like here's a template for a webinar and here's a template. So I was just giving templates that were helping them market and sell their offers, their services and it was a great additional revenue stream to add to my bottom line. It was great. So that's just an example of something you could do. Another thing you could do is you can re-engineer or tweak what you're already doing. This is not exactly the same thing as creating a whole new service. When you re-engineer what you already have, it is often a combination of like the messaging, the service delivery, and the pricing. So you're repackaging how you work with people in a way that makes it either easier to sell so you sell more, it makes it easier for you to deliver so you deliver more, and you're just going to bank more money because you can increase the profit margin if you re-engineer or tweak what you're already doing. So that's a third option to consider if you want to add revenue to your business. Um, How do you know if that's the right decision for you? It's the right decision for you. Typically, uh, there are a few ways that this shows up that you know it's the right decision. One is that you're maxed out and you literally can't take any more clients or help any more people because you, you're you done. You're like, I have all the clients I can handle, but I feel like I still want to make more money. And so raising my prices is an option. But I also feel like if I do that, then the way that I'm working with people like doesn't quite work the same way. And, and uh, another way that this shows up is let's say you are selling one particular service, but you're noticing that often the scope of what you're delivering isn't enough to get them where they want to go. And so here's an example of that. Let's say, you know, I sold a copywriting package and I was like, I'm going to write all the website copy for your website, but here's what the package includes. It includes your homepage, your about page, your services or sales page. I'm going to write that for you. You're going to have it put on your website. You're going to sell all the things. It'll be great. However, I discover, right, which this is, guess what, guys? I've already, I've already heard the spoiler to the story because I've lived it. You discover there's a whole process that needs to happen before I start writing. I need to get clear on all of their messaging, all of their marketing, all of their campaign, their entire story. What else are they promoting? What's their history in business? What's the vision for their business? Where are they going? Are we building something that's going to take them where they're headed? Or are we just building something that's good for right now? Because that's a waste of time and energy. And then on top of that, you then are creating a full-fledged marketing strategy that includes, okay, great. How do you want to grow your email list? How do you want to nurture your email list? How do you want to make sure that you're setting yourself up to make more money in the long term? All of those strategic pieces that I was doing showed me that the scope of what I was delivering wasn't big enough and that there was a way for me to remodel and re-engineer how I was working with clients to increase the value I was delivering, increase the profit margin of what I was delivering, um, and help them more, and also make it clear that like the price point I was I was charging was then aligned with the value that was being delivered. So... Sometimes we just show up and we just give everything we know and we give everything we have and we don't consider how much outcome or value we're delivering. 
Um, or there's a, a natural scope creep. And so let's say you're a website designer and you are working on a package for a client and they need more revisions on the on the design that you're doing or they need more unique designs than you expected or they also actually need templates for their social media, which wasn't something you thought about. So you get to then remodel how you're working with them to charge more and to package it in a way that makes it highly deliverable for you and easily um, easy for them to show up for. So everyone wins and you're also adding revenue to your business. The fourth way I think is one of the most obvious ways and this applies regardless of whether you have multiple revenue streams or not. Um, This way is you can just increase your leads and sales. (laughs) Just increase your leads and sales. Like great. Now, it's an option. It works. It works if you're not already booked out and if your problem is attracting clients. If your problem is attracting clients, then that's where the attention needs to go, right? And you can't increase leads and sales unless you are looking very closely at your capacity, not just for serving clients, but also for putting attention on marketing to increase leads and sales. You know, what would you do if 40 leads showed up tomorrow? Would you be able to take the calls? Would you be able to um, explain the value of your service to them? Would you be able to, to put proposals together? Would you be able to collect their money? Is that even something that you're able to do? And so I list this as an option because I think that for those for those of us who want to grow in that way, we have to say, okay, this is an option. And the work that you're going to have to do structurally and strategically to your business in order to achieve that goal in that way, there's a very clear set of steps that has to happen. So something to consider. What are the steps that have to happen? Do you have to have a salesperson on your team? Do you have to just manage your own time differently? Do you have to restructure the way that you're showing up for your business? Do you have to decide, well, these are the days that I do sales calls. These are the days that I focus on marketing. These are the days that I'm delivering work for clients. Um, The fun thing about being a service provider or a solopreneur, whether you are delivering creative services or creative products, regardless, you're still the person that's every department of the business. So... How you boundary your own time, structure your own time, manage your own time is critical to your success. And if the thing that you really want to do is grow your team and let's say scale into an agency, then you need to think about before you go balls to the wall with setting up marketing systems that are going to increase your leads and sales is making sure that you have the capacity to receive it. Otherwise, it's a mess. (laughs) The next thing, the next option is to go and grow agency style, right? So this is related to the the option prior, but it's different. And here's why it's different. It's different because this option speaks to your capacity to actually just take clients in. And so this option is the perfect option for the person who already has a lot of leads coming in and doesn't have the capacity to say yes to them and doesn't know how to actually just start serving them in a way that makes sense, right? Like, how do I receive this money? I am I see that I'm leaving money on the table. I want to take this money and grow the business, but I'm not really sure how to make this all work. And so I always suggest to start small. Like, take the first step by just hiring the first team member you need who can support you, who is the most valuable team member necessary to execute 
the job that they're hiring you for because you want to start small. Otherwise, how are you going to make sure that you're growing in a sustainable way? So again, that is your option. You can, If you decide you want to grow agency style, there are so many different ways that can look. Um, and I would say that uh, that also depends on your ultimate financial goals. So totally, like if you just want to add six figures to your revenue next year, growing agency style, we can do that, right? And if you decide that you want to grow to like a seven-figure, multi-seven-figure agency, there are different steps that I would take foundationally at the beginning to set you up for that versus the difference between I still want a small business. I want it to feel really manageable. I want a small team where we're like close and it feels like family and it doesn't feel, you know, like we're constantly in a state of growth all the time. Um, That's what I desire. You know, that is that is a different system you're building and the mindset for that, the structures for that, the processes for that, everything you want to set up is different than what you're creating if you actually are looking to grow in a, in a more major way. And there's nothing wrong with either option, but knowing what you're building is a critical piece if that's a direction you see yourself moving in. So just be clear on what you want to be building first. And the next option <laughs> is to start a second or new business or brand. So this is an option that's similar to clearly add a revenue stream, but it's different. It's very different and here's why. If you, the option two, which I listed before, adding an additional revenue stream, um, that first option is assuming that it's happening under the same brand umbrella that you currently have. And I mentioned this, The decision comes from a space of there's money on the table where I can meet people who need my help but aren't the right fit exactly for these other things that I offer. So how do I create something to meet them there? They still want to – they still need the same result that I'm delivering. They still – that still makes sense. That's one way of having an additional revenue stream or creating an additional revenue stream. This way, this option six way is different. And the reason that it's different and why I'm saying start a second or new business slash brand is your brand promise has to be the same to do option two. To do option six, it's a different brand promise. You're you're delivering a different overall outcome and solving a different overall problem with a different business message. Now, if you haven't seen my training, How to Turn Website Creepers into Clients, I go pretty deep in that training on brand promise and I talk about you know, what is the brand promise and why is it important and why is it important that you're communicating on it and communicating it in different ways throughout your website. And really what the brand promise is, is this is the, this is the benefit that you, meaning the customer, you as the customer are going to receive by engaging with my brand, by spending time with my brand, by buying my products and investing in my brand. This is what I'm going to promise you, right? And so for me, for my brand, it's like I'm going to promise that you're going to you're going to be the most fully expressed you can be. With your business, with your, you know, creative pursuits, by ha- living an abundant life that you can like use, you know, create revenue and also use it to be fully expressed in your purpose. You know, that is really what my brand promise is. Tell your story, express your gifts, do all of you. Be fully expressed. 
But if I wanted to, wanted to, you know, there are other businesses or brands that I could potentially start that would have a different brand promise, right? Like I make jokes all the time about not having a fitness business because I'm super into fitness and I'm a certified Vixen workout instructor, um, which is a hip hop based dance fitness class that's like sexy Zumba, but like can't even compare it to Zumba because it's just so good. Um, and I all the time I'm like, yo, uh, yo, I should have a fitness business. I love fitness so much. I don't have a fitness business. That's a different brand promise. I think about it a lot, but it would mean starting a whole different brand with a whole different business. And that's not my decision to do at this moment. However, that's the difference, right? And so, you know, in my training, I talk about my client, Melissa Ramos, who's sexy food therapy and how her main brand promise is feel sexy from the inside out. And Melissa started with one-on-one services. She has a membership site. She also runs other programs. She has a few different revenue streams in her business, Like, she, right? They all still relate to her overall brand promise, feel sexy from the inside out. She, her audience is women who might have hormonal imbalance or digestive issues, which is what she helps them solve. She's a nutritionist with a background in Chinese medicine. And so everything she creates is still helping a woman on that journey to feeling sexy from the inside out meaning solving all of their health imbalances, any issues that they might be having that can interfere with them feeling as well and sexy and wonderful as they can feel. So that's consistent with her brand promise. If she decided she wanted to start running writing retreats, you know, um, it wouldn't be consistent or congruent with that brand. It would have to be a different brand, a different business. If she was selling something that, again, wasn't congruent with that brand promise, it would have to be a different or second business. I don't think, personally, that it is more energetically difficult to start a second business or brand than it is to start a different type of revenue stream. You know, the challenges are you're building a different market um, versus tapping into an existing market who already knows what you do and is there for it. And potentially hungry for an offer you haven't created yet that we haven't like discovered for you. So it's just another option to keep in mind because I do work with clients who sometimes feel like extremely inspired and they just are like, I just want to start this new brand. I want to, I want to sell t-shirts that have funny phrases on them. And it's like, cool. I think you totally should. I think that's a different business. And let's talk about how to build that in to, um, like if that's your creation, then let's, let's go all out and let's talk about how to do that. If that's what you really want and you can do both so it's just important to think through all of these different options and decide okay what's right for me and maybe you want all of them like maybe you want to do all of these things great I would say commit to going all in on one for the year that's the model that I use in the crafting cash flow method it's the program that I'm running that begins in September so if you're interested in that you can go to creativesmakingmoney.com slash chat and grab a time to talk to me. Um, I'm happy to chat with you more about the program or you can, um, yep. I will also put a link in the show notes to the page that has more information about that program. If you want to check out the page for the program and just apply, you are welcome to. Spots are limited. Um, but through that program, basically the first step is going to be deciding which of these ways you want to commit to creating another six figures in your revenue in the next year so 
Hopefully this podcast was illuminating and it's gotten you, given you a lot of different ideas and things to think about, um, things that you can start tinkering with. You might already have felt called in a particular direction. So I think that's great. And I would say, you know, your next step is really sitting with like, which of these is right for me? Um, because you're, you don't want to do all of them at once. You know, I think if you give yourself a five to 10 year vision, you can maybe do all of them at once. Like if you, you know, you want to take seven years like me and like try them all, (laughs) you absolutely can. Um, but that is why I am here with all of the advice for you, with all of the guidance, because I've tested all of it and learned how to add six figures through most of these options. I think the only one I haven't done is started a second business, but I have guided clients to do that. So yeah, I hope this was a valuable and enlightening episode of Creators Making Money for you. As always, create like you mean it, and I will see you in the Facebook group, I hope, with more. Hey, if you're a writer entrepreneur ready to grow your business to multiple six figures while also getting your personal writing done and making an impact, I created Craft and Cashflow for you. This Creative Leadership Collective is a 12-month program that will help you implement the exact steps I took to grow from six to multiple six figures, churn out writing work that got me attention and enthusiastic collaborators, and make a difference. We get started September 7th, and I'm so excited. If you're curious to learn more about this virtual group program where you'll get tons of personal attention, coaching, and strategy on your writing and your business, and even some energy work and healing too, let's talk. I've opened up a few times in my calendar for quick chats just for this. You can head to creativesmakingmoney.com chat to grab a time. Speak soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Creatives Making Money, and please don't go anywhere without subscribing. My hope is that the show becomes the therapy you didn't have to pay for and gives you all the know-how, confidence, and ahas you need to succeed on your journey. Sharing how you connected with this episode really makes my day. So please tag me on Instagram at Jamie Lynn Jensen and let me know how this episode helped you. Sharing that with a rating and review also helps me reach more awesome humans like you and I so appreciate it. If you're looking to connect with more listeners and like-minded creatives like you as well, and also with me, please join us in the private Creatives Making Money Facebook group at creativesmakingmoney.com group. It's totally free to join. And as always, you can find all important links and details in this episode's show notes available at creativesmakingmoney.com. Do not hesitate to head over there right now and grab all the goodies. And as always, create like you mean it.